Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook, and I'm about to tell you why. Because it's easy to use, because it's safe and secure, and because you get your winnings fast. That helps. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code EXTRAPOINTS so they know we sent you. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning. Mikey Meatballs is fiddling with the knob of spaghetti, still on a plane or something, leaving from Hawaii. Who knows what that guy's up to? Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me, as always, my dear pals, Dave Damashek. Martin Weiss, happy Memorial Day or post-Memorial Day to you guys. I hope uh, you spent it wisely. I was in Irvine for most of the weekend rooting on the Pony League All-Stars 8U, and they came in top three. My son Harrison did well. Top three out of 14 teams. More importantly, they got bounced late Sunday, which allowed me to get home to watch Top Gun, which I thought was excellent. One of the best sequels I've seen out there. I really, really dynamite stuff. John Hamm, eh, C+, but the movie... Hey, I say, you got to get in there, Shaq. You got to see it. You too, Martin. I can't wait to see it. I'm waiting out. Uh, unfortunately, Jean-Claude Van Damashek has some COVID in Doesn't his matter. house. He's anxious to anyway. go and see it. Get him in the theater. Yeah, you're, you know what? You know what? You're right. Maverick got into that cockpit. So did Goose. And you saw <laughs> what happened to him. Yeah, Jean-Claude can uh, can jump into, into the cockpit of my car and uh, we can go see this picture. Yeah, I, I'm anxious to see it. But the question is, has and I saw Gunnels, Mark Gunnels, of course, of uh, the Extra Points uh, yeah. of the Extra Points Network, along with Marty Weiss, um, float the question: Is it the most highly regarded movie? I mean, ever? I haven't heard one person say so much as like, man, eh, a little bit overrated. It was so good. I mean, everybody loves this picture. First of all, I'll say that not only is that a good observation by Gunnels, but the other day he uh, put out there that it was eight forty three in L.A. and uh, I don't think a lot of people knew that. And so, you know, he, he's got a lot of hot takes uh, with him. <laughs> Martin, you like that one. That's very inside. But yeah, Mark well, I mean, if you follow him on Twitter, you'll know he's good to tell you the time and date and location just randomly for <laughs> no reason whatsoever. Occasionally and where he's the from. Time, uh, in case whatever device you have, you know, you can't tell what the time. Anyway, uh, let's get past that. No, I thought it was great. You know what's funny? I showed the kids the original Top Gun. None of them had seen it. And they were bored to tears over it. And I have to hmm. say, there are like <laughs> like three or four memorable scenes. Otherwise, we kind of romanticize it. I I think. So I think I that's think why I haven't gone yet. I was planning yeah. on uh, me and the boss were planning on going to watch it over the weekend, but we wanted to watch the original one first, and then you know yeah. things you know things got in the way. But uh, I remember watching the original. I've seen the original before, but I don't. I got, like you just said. I only remember like four scenes from it. And I don't know if it was because I right. was a kid when I saw it. Or if that's really that all that you need to get. Those are the only good ones. The four you remember, are the only good ones. I'll, I'll, I'll well, of course, yeah. the the most memorable single scene, it feels like at this point, 30 years or whatever, after 35 years after yeah. the fact, is the homoerotic volleyball game. Right. With men oiled up playing one another. Um, 
Also, the big takeaway, I know it's cool or whatever to point out after um, the Karate Kid TV show, but Iceman is, in fact, right. Maverick is a kook. He is dangerous. And in fact, Goose dies as a result of it. Iceman is the guy you want in the cockpit if if you're cheering for the U.S. of A. Either way, that's rear view mirror stuff. I can't wait Go to see, see this it. picture. Go see it. Mikey Meatballs is the only one. What was your problem with it, Meatballs? It was it was terrific. Start to finish. Oh, the first one's not good. Um, <laughs> I mean, the flight, the flight <laughs> scenes are, are this and this one are good, but everything else yeah. I, don't, I don't need. So uh, the flight scenes will remind. I think that's what made it for me. If you look into the technology dictates that it has to be better, right? 35 years later, but the flight scenes were spectacular. You really were treated to, I don't want to give it away, but it was a decent war movie. It actually ended up being a decent war movie. The final 20 minutes they, I I don't want to give it away. Just go see it. It's a dynamite. Do you need one more question for somebody who hasn't been yet? No spoilers or anything else. But do you need to have seen the original to see this sequel, or is it a good watch without? No, I think it's good without. They do a nice job oh, okay. of making it. So they they flash back enough so that you could figure out if you have an IQ of 35, you can figure out what the hell they're referring to. But I would definitely see the original. Yeah, Martin, that's a good plan. You and the old lady should rewatch the original and then go out there and make you appreciate well, the sequel. She's never seen I the will say the one, one so. thing that sucks is Tom Cruise looks so good. And so the the age disparity is weird for a lot of this stuff, right? Meatballs. I was like, so he's de- he, his, the love interest is Jennifer Conley. I'm not giving anything up there, but the way they, they describe that is he was the, she's the admiral from the first movie's daughter who wasn't born yet. So they're supposed to be about the same age, but if you follow that line, it's their 30 years. And also uh goose's son. Um, I, I guess miles teller supposed to be like in his forties there. Right. But it, it, that doesn't I don't think that's what it's supposed to be. I don't know. Tom Cruise looks too good. He screws everything up by looking. He doesn't look like a 60 year old man. So that you could if you want to nitpick, uh, that's the way to do yeah, it. It's we funny. are going to cover. I don't mean to NBA. cut you. I watched, uh, yeah, I watched my cousin Vinny over the weekend. Joe Pesci did not age nearly as well <laughs> as Tom Cruise. did. <laughs> right. So he was probably 48 at the time and he looked a lot uh, older than 60 year old Tom Cruise. Right. Maybe he wasn't even 48. Might have even been younger. Um. It would be it would be a, a disturbing thing if Kelly McGillis made the scene somehow. His love interest from the first one. Well, to sort of show the disparity between how different human beings. Poor hate. Kelly McGillis. I know they did interview her, and she says she actually said in the interview, she's like, "No, I'm old and fat. Why would they want me? I, I do feel bad for." They could have uh, made her um, uh, Goose's wife in this one or something. Throw, throw her something. Well, I'm old and fat, but I'm ready to be Tom Cruise's love You'd interest in, there? in Top Gun right. 3. I just want to put it out there. All now. right, Gun 3. There you go. Gunnels 3. Uh, NBA, NHL, we got fantasy hilarity to to talk about, but let's talk with the uh, about the hardwood first. Celtics beat the Heat. This was Sunday, Game 7, 100-96. Finally, a good game, a good close game, and I'll give the Heat credit. They battled back and What's weird is they were six for 30 from three and it was still close. Uh, right. Martin, we've seen how many games where the losing team was six for 30 and the margin was like 17 points or something. Speaking of threes, Martin, the big question or one of the big questions, should Butler have taken the three to go ahead with a few seconds left? Uh, I say, yeah, go for it. What the hell? You're Jimmy Butler. You're, you're owning this series, at least the last couple games what's your take on that Look, before yes jimmy should have shot the three but you said the celtics were six for 30 from three in the game 
Well, they were six. No, I for, think the Heat were the Heat were six oh, for six 30. Oh, six for 30. Yeah. Okay, I was about to yeah. say. Because if that was the case, then the Celtics missed five three-pointers in a row with two minutes left. I'm sitting up thinking there. I didn't know if I was just jaded from the lack of close games that was actually happening or if I was mm-hmm. really watching a 13, 11, t- t- 7, 6. I was like, is this game really yeah. going? Is this game coming down to the wire? And sure enough, it was. I'm fine with Jimmy taking the shot because it, it – Jimmy's the whole reason that you got here, right? And in the games where he played poorly, that's why he lost. That's you could point directly and be like, "Well, if Jimmy had played better, we probably would have competed a lot better in that game." But, but no, it's just without him, it didn't stand a shot. So him taking yeah. that shot, I would have loved it if he had went to the rim. But also, I understand like, all right, we're down two, go up one, and he didn't want to play no more. I get it. Yes. Game seven overtime, bro. I'm, I'm gassed out. First of all, Sheck, before we get to your take on this, he had he had just hit one in transition, right? He had just hit a three. So I know he was one for four total on threes. Threes aren't his thing. But well, it is a classic second guess by all the idiots out there. It's like, oh, what did he, what's he doing? All he has to do is drive on Horford and get fouled and make two and then stop them and win in overtime. Like, come on, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know for sure that he's going to make the shot or he's going to get fouled and he's going to make two free throws after that and they're going to stop the Celtics enough, right, Check. I don't know, maybe you have a different take on Butler. I mean, listen, I, I really like Jeff Van Gundy and I get that one of the best things to do and one of the best things for vapid cynics of the 21st century to do is impugn the analysts talking on your TV. They don't know what they're talking about. I really like Van Gundy. But in this case, Van, Van Stuffy, I guess, is what we yeah, call yeah, him for the <laughs> how he sounded throughout that game Jeez. for an entire fourth quarter. He goes on and on about like this is a tough spot for the Heat because Jimmy Butler's the only one who can score the basketball. Um, and uh, by the way, I like when they say score the basketball mm-hmm. as though there's another kind of scoring on a basketball floor while a basketball game's going on. But anyway, who's he's their only score. So what, what are they supposed to do? Boy, they're really jammed up here. And then in the critical moment, the guy who scores the who scores for the heat shoots the ball to try to win the game <laughs> by scoring. So stupid. And Van Gundy said, well, that was a bad decision there. What the hell are we talking about? I mean, He's the star of the team. Of course, he's supposed to shoot that ball. And I don't even care about the 2020 hindsight of like the people who are trying to justify Butler taking the shot by saying he was so gassed he knew he couldn't go to overtime. Maybe that's true. I don't know if he's that lucid in the moment to say, I have to end it here because I don't got five more minutes of gas left in the tank. Either way, he is the star of the team. Of course, that's a good shot in that spot. What are we even talking about? It's also a a good shot. A a, a ridiculous conversation. If you've seen the stills or whatever, it's also a good shot. It's an open three, right? right? So forget about everything else. So The whole game is three-pointers now. What are you talking about? You should take it to the rim. Well, look, he had Al Horford on skates, and he 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 had him in a tough spot. Yeah, guess what? He had numbers, too. Right. If you if he's so lucid in the moment, then he's right to shoot that ball because threes create long rebounds, and they had the numbers, and so it's a, a decent chance that they're going to get the rebound. If he does miss like he did, it didn't. It was a good shot. It was a smart yeah. shot. It was the right thing to do. He's the star of the team. Should Tom Cruise defer at the end of Top, uh, of top Gun? No, of course no, not. Just do. Don't think. Uh, and yeah, Martin, he was, like you said, he was already in a, like his 48th minute of the game. He might have just been like, screw this. This is my best shot. This is the team's best shot at winning right now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's messed up. Uh, a lot of people, it's so funny. I, I, I want to give whoever said this credit, but they said if Mike, Mike Bream, who was out with COVID, if he was on the telecast, that <laughs> shot would have gone down. 
It's good. Yeah, you would have heard it. So you need to hear the you bang. him there. Uh, bang. That's right. Bang. Uh, people also say Butler should have won MVP, even though his team lost. That honor went to Jason Tatum, who averaged 25, 8, and 5 for the series. I know uh, the Parlor Kid and Brother Brian, Jalen Brown, big numbers. They wanted him to win. That was should have been close. Tatum did have three games, Martin. Three for 14, seven for 20, and nine for 21. Those are shooting, but he did, like I said, did his job with boards and assists too. So you have a problem with Tatum winning MVP there? No, I don't have a problem with Tatum winning the MVP, but we can't... I do have a problem with the idea that Jimmy Butler should have been the MVP. Like, if you want to vote for him, I, I get it. But Tatum had three bad games. Jimmy Butler had three bad games, right? Like, right. that's pretty much how this whole thing broke down. If Jimmy Butler makes that shot, he's watched, he's uh, Eastern Conference Finals MVP, but he missed it, yeah. so he's not. Like it's you know, but it's it's just pretty much that simple because we know what would have been on the other side of this conversation. Okay, let's have Marcus Marcus Smart miss five three pointers down the stretch of Jason Tatum uh, just passing the ball, or passing the ball, or passing the well, ball. How is he taking those? As yeah. the Celtics are dwindling this double digit lead down with less than two minutes left, as the Miami Heat fans are walking out of the arena, right? So they right. would. You would have had blame for either way, depending on how this thing went down. So I, I, Jimmy Butler, I, I, I give him all the credit the, in the, the world, but no, MV, not the MVP. But, uh, well, the one distinction is with Butler's bad games is he, he was clearly injured, right? So I don't know. Then, then you got to get in everybody's head. Who's hurt? Who's not? Is Jason Tatum playing hurt? But, you know, when he, when he was uh, when he can go full force, he did. Butler, I do want to talk. Check. I know you particularly upset about this, and I, I don't know. I don't see who wouldn't be. Uh, aside from Celtics fans, uh, the phantom out of bounds call. So Struce, Max Struce hits a three. It's reviewed during the commercial. And they say not only that, you know, sometimes they do it for a three. Is it a three or is it a two? I don't know. I'm all over the place with this because I think if you could review and show that it was a two instead of a three, I think you should. And I'm all for fairness. So if he was out of bounds, Maybe that shouldn't have counted either, but boy, oh boy, that did not. I haven't seen anything yet that showed that he was clearly out of bounds. And if we're going to start doing this, that's bad news. Yes. First of all, the lady, the scales of justice lady Mm. um, uh, ignored the last few minutes of this game, because as Marty just pointed out there, the team that won is the one who deferred to Marcus Smart continually. Marcus Smart launching threes. Critical moments of the game. The Heat did it the right way. They deferred to their superstar. The three didn't drop. The Celtics survived despite Marcus Smart shooting the ball continually. Bizarre stuff there. The MVP thing is an inessential conversation. To the victor go the spoils. It would have to be an an especially extreme example of one guy on the losing side doing everything and coming up just short and no one really emerging on the winning side. Jason Tatum, to his credit, hit two huge fourth quarter buckets there. I mean, really in huge spots where you thought, here come the heat. He dropped a couple. He had a three and he hit a tough two that made you feel like the Celts are going to survive this because their main man stood up here. Now, um, with that ghost referee, a couple of minutes after the fact, you can't, first of all, rightly tell me that it didn't impact the ensuing possessions that went on after the three is made and before the ghost referee announces actually we're removing those three points. So does that impact the final score? No one can possibly say, I don't know if Spolster wants a way in and say, Hey, we ran certain plays there. 
because we assumed that we were it was an eight point game, not an 11 point game or whatever. Um, but and I'm all for the justice that only video HD TV can provide us. You know, I'm big on this. Make the pl- make the correct call in the moment e- or even a couple of seconds after the fact. Was it clear that that I mean, what the hell are we talking no. about? It was so it was so gray. Mm-hmm. And then Celtics fans, I tweet out the image that everybody has seen and still shots obviously gets murky, you know, like when exactly is his heel definitively as low as it possibly was going to get. Then Celtics says, no, no, clearly was on the line. Look at it from the other angle. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not any clearer than the angle that most people have seen to, to well, so, so swing a game things. potentially or yeah. a score. The situationally is just an insane decision to it's make two by the things, NBA. Right, Martin, it's, did he have his foot down? All right. Even if we can clear that up, should they be able to go back in the first place to check this, which I'm, I'm all over the place with, I think probably, but like Dave says, uh, it does affect the ensuing play. You, I mean, you definitely, I guess the fact that it was between eight and 10 points, um, is in the favor of justice because, okay, how much differently are you really going to play? But if it's with two minutes left and it's a tie game, it's a different story, but should they be able to go back in the first place and check this Martin? No, no. Like we, and Dave, you said something that, that stuck out. Everybody wants to get the correct call. I don't yeah. care about the correct call anymore. I want the most obvious call. Hmm. That's what I want. I want the most obvious call. So if 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 if, if the correct call is not obvious, mm-hmm. then I don't want it. Because if the correct call is that you can determine that Max Drews was out of bounds or was inbounds, you can't. You because you look at it a million different ways and see a million different things. But you know what? When he shot the ball, he didn't see like he was out of bounds. Nobody on the bench looked at him like he was out of bounds. The referee didn't look at him he was out of bounds. The defender didn't play him like he stepped out of bounds. Everybody mm-hmm. in the world thought that ball was in and was good. Let's just leave it there and let it be done. And, like, I understand, like, we want to get everything right. But, like, Mm -hmm. this is more along the lines of a missed spot in football than a missed touchdown, right? This is is second and 10 versus second and eight as opposed to seven versus 14. Like, and and, and there's – there was a possession in the third quarter. I was looking, staring right at it. Bams ran out of bounds, took three steps out of bounds, caught an offensive rebound, and then uh, turned around and hit it as, as the right. shot clock was expiring. No one You're cared. You're reviewing everything after a while. Yeah, it's yeah, like, I, it's I, like I, sending uh, me a red light ticket in the mail. If you didn't I'm catch me doing were- it, don't send it to me. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up football because football is the best. But also, here's another reason why I don't like going back. Because the immediacy of the reaction, right? So we talk about this. So... Baseball, a home run, it's almost definitely a home run. Okay, there could be a close play at first and the winning run scores and then maybe you're a little hesitant to celebrate. But a guy hits a home run, you're celebrate. You know your team won if that's what puts it over in the ninth inning, right? A guy catches a touchdown in football, Sheck, what sucks is you got to look for flags, right? You can't turn your face on the screen because you're like, oh, no, no, there's a flag down or I'll tell somebody that anyway just to screw with them, um, you know, 50 years of doing this. But uh that, so the immediacy, I, I don't like that from a fan's perspective. Like, oh, shit, he made sure he made the three. But now they have the opportunity to go back five, ten minutes from now to check that. So that's what sucks. That's the part that sucks from the fan uh, perspective for me, Shaq. Yeah, that's exactly right. It, it It is. And yeah, I'm caught in between because I do want the correct call. And yep. I do hear what Marty's saying. The The very subtle nuance. And you see that all the time on is it a catch in pro football games? That's the victim of like 
All right, technically, maybe the ball moved and in, but I mean, he did he have possession of the ball? Obviously, he did. Um, but yes, from the fan perspective, if you're in the stands, it just sucks on a basic level that your visceral joy has to be um, tamped down for at least a few right. seconds. Like, oh my God, what a touchdown! Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, I can't celebrate yet. Wait, wait I'm looking. Wait, I'm looking. Are there are there flags on the field first? Is there is is an official talking to an official? Uh, it's okay. Okay, now I'm happy. Okay, yeah. now I can be happy. I mean that 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 sucks. On I a, think on soccer's a the worst with that. Fan level. Soccer's the worst because they're almost almost always checking off sides, right? And so that could take like ten minutes before they whatever they do there. And uh, and football's second worst. I don't think you see it in hockey so much. There'll be some goals overturned. Now they 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 tend to look at a lot of these, but I don't think it's that bad for hockey in terms of what's overturned. You could pretty much be uh, certain. But anyway. So it's getting worse. It is actually getting getting worse worse because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll get to hockey in a second. So anyway, now we're left with Celtics warriors. Um, And yeah, so I can tell you one thing. I don't know who's going to win. We'll have predictions, but uh, the Celtics got screwed by the refs. I'll tell you that much. Even if Boston sweeps, (laughs) even if the Celtics sweep, they got screwed by the refs. (laughs) These fans are the worst. They are the absolute worst. And they, they literally had a a ref in game six. Uh, What's his name? Martin, Eric Lewis, who the Celtics were 16 and 0 with him on the court. And I'm not saying they would have lost all 16 games or 12 or two, but maybe one game, maybe one game difference. If Eric Lewis isn't on the court, maybe that one game that got them the one seed. I don't know. But anyway, they're complaining. Anyway, they complain about everything. And for God's sakes, that foot out of bound that what they got the benefit of that and almost everything I saw, but they will complain and complain no matter what Martin. I mean, Eric I, Lewis, 16 and up. I just know if, if you going back and really have anything to say about Struce's foot being on the line, like nobody thought that's why I can't stand the whole, let's make sure we make sure we all get it right. If it wasn't wrong in the first place, we can just move on. Like we should have just moved on from that. We were fine. If it's a catch in the backyard, it should be a catch on the football field. We don't need to zoom in with all this four, all these four K HD cameras, and to the point that it looks like if you look at the the, the photoshops, uh, not photoshops, but the screenshots of Struce's shoe on the line, it's pixelated as hell. You can't tell. It's uh, I'm, it's got to be obvious. It's got to be in obvious. The, in the, yes, that's right. It, it, that's for the, for the sake right. of fairness, if if he's got three quarters of his size uh, sixteen foot out of bounds, and they call it a three, I don't mind them going back and changing that. It's got to be obvious, though. I I'm feel like uh, that's it, the point. That's also, the point. I, it, there has to be something about the immediacy of it because going back like five minutes later, like throw the red yeah. flag right then and there if we're going to sit here and talk about it. Good. Yeah, that, it's it, not good. It just felt very weird. So moving on, Warriors, this is game one is Thursday, and we'll, we'll be on Thursday, so we'll get more into the nitty-gritty of it. I'm taking the Celtics in seven right now. I might change my mind, but I, I don't know. Uh, right now, the Warriors are minus 160. Celtics plus 130 for the series. Curry is plus 105. Martin, is the right team favored in this series? I, I might say no. And then pretty hefty, too, at minus 160. I do think the right team is favored. Um, I got these numbers from Raheem Palmer, who's a new uh, player at the ringer by Bill, Bill Simmons. But he used to work at the Action Network. But he looked all this stuff up. It teams, what did he do as a kid? Was he a busboy at uh, Fuddruckers? Like what? I mean, I'm sure he did something <laughs> I, before this too. He was you know? a DJ actually. Oh, okay. From what right. I know, he was, he was a DJ, and I guess he's walking resume. Like that. There you go. Yeah. But he's got a resume about teams off of Game Sevens. Uh, if teams off of Game Seven, 
32 and 51 in game one of the following series and 36 and 47 straight up for the whole rest of like, you know what I'm saying? For the, uh, for the next series that goes obviously is with first round, second round and the finals conference finals and all, but Boston off two different back-to-back game sevens, especially like last game where they tried their best to choke it away. If you had asked me who's going to win it with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, I would have said Boston, but after watching the way the fourth quarter ended, I'm going to have to go with the Warriors. I'll take the Warriors in seven. Yeah, so what's interesting, I brought it up earlier, six for 30 from three, and the Celtics still almost blew it. So you could see the Warriors, Clay Thompson could have some clunkers, and uh, they could still be in the game. But I'm going to, you know, Celtics fans, horrible. But what they did, let's give them some credit check. They went through Brooklyn. They took on, the, you know, everyone's like, oh, avoid the seventh seed, avoid the Nets. They dispatched to them, right? Quick work. They beat the uh, world champ Bucks, you know, defending champs and uh, Giannis potentially the greatest player in the game. And then they, a very physical series against the Heat. They won on the road. They've been doing it on the road. I think, I kind of think they should be favored and they beat the hell out of the Warriors. What's their record? They have something crazy. Like they've won seven of the last eight. I'll find that check while you uh, respond on who you think should be. I don't, I, you know, I, as I've said before, I don't love regular season NBA and how that projects into the playoffs, but I'm with your larger point here. I like uh, obviously the Celtics ability to defend individually and and, and um I am inclined to take the Celtics here. Um happy for my old man because he's, you know, he's he's watching these Celts and mm-hmm. living and dying with them. Um and so good for him and for right-minded Celtics fans. Not not counting him uh, among the small handful of right-minded Celtics fans. But again, I'm bummed out for the scales of justice. I, you know, entire sports swing based on, you know, I always, I always laugh at fans who care about the 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 TV ratings and what they mean. And oh, oh, oh the commissioner's not happy with this matchup. Like, what do you care as a fan? On the other hand, though, this is a victory for the NBA because it's a juicy matchup. Yeah. Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics. What a what a great look that is. But the but the Playoffs have sucked. Oh, yeah. And so what they deserve is the worst ratings possible, and this is going to rate for them. Yeah, um, well, I'll say, uh, I'm going to ask you this. Over under, how many good games? Like, Game 7 was a good game. Not too many others were good games and we've seen over the last month. I, I say over how under. How many good games total? And, uh, how many good games have we seen to this not, point in the entire no, okay. well, well, What can you expect uh, in this series? First and second I'll round say, was fun. The first and second round was fun. They had some good games in the first and second round. There were some series that were duds, but there were some individual moments in the first and second round. Conference finals, I have. I just, I'm sorry, Dave, I can't. I, you've been watching hockey this whole time. No, no, I'm on, but no. That, <laughs> I've been was, watching both, and I'm telling there you. There wasn't too much to, second To my round. eye, it's yeah. been an unsatisfying watch this spring. I There are plenty of spring times in pro basketball that I've enjoyed thoroughly. It started I, this, around this the has second been a round. bad watch. It started second game of the play in series, but let's, let's, make it, but <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't know. I, I would say there's going to be under one and a half competitive games in this, uh, potentially seven game series or four or five or what, what, what do you think, Martin, you think it'll, it'll be close. I think we'll have, I think this, I think this is a good matchup. I think we'll have at least three, at least three All games right. that come down to the wire. I just hope that they are games that'll actually matter in the context of the series. Cause like, that's what happened in the Eastern conference finals. We got the seven games and it didn't It like what felt there felt like there was no drama on any side of it because there was no closeness. So I just yeah. hope that we All end right. up with like games one, two and three I, being close. I do think we should point out because it's been a conversation over the last few days that 
one guy who is the loser at this point and is probably rooting hard for the Boston Celtics is one Kevin Durant. Yeah. Because this does ding him. And I know players when it, uh, when it suits their purposes say, I don't care about legacy. That's a fan conversation. That's a media um, creation. What do I care about that? They care. Mm -hmm. They care where they rank all time, obviously. Um, And KD, it's fascinating, left the dubs to go and forge his own way. And now the dubs have moved on without him. And that does. But Kyrie left Boston. That's what's interesting. Both those guys left teams that are in the finals. So, uh Obviously, yeah, they're rooting. They do have rooting interests. I do agree. It does affect their legacy. All right, we'll give our uh, official picks on uh, Thursday when we get through this. But Warriors are three and a half point favorite game one. Uh, that I've starts- been watching hockey this whole time. <laughs> I've been enjoying watching hockey more. That's for sure. These NBA playoffs have sucked. We're going to get to uh, hockey. First baseball. This baseball season. Swing for the fences on FanDuel Sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code extra points to get in on the action. FanDuel lets you bet the money line, home run props, strikeout totals, and so much more. Plus, you can combine your bets for an even bigger payday with a same game parlay. If you haven't tried FanDuel, now is a perfect time to give it a shot. Just join with promo code extra points and turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets, win or lose exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Now, you can't do, well, you could do FanDuel Fantasy, you do Daily Fantasy. You can't do the fantasy that uh, baseballers, <laughs> Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson got into. Right. My God. You say aim for what the fences or aim for the faces, so. Yeah, so so this happened, I guess, Friday, right? Um, Tommy Pham, there's video of him slapping Jock Peterson, and Jock Peterson... They interview him after the game and they say, uh, what was that about? And he's like, instead of saying, oh, it's just a personal thing. I'd rather not talk about it. He's like, he gives a very detailed explanation about how they are in a fantasy football league. And by the way, the fact that the best baseball news is football news is really shows you that football is king. Not that there was ever any doubt, but (laughs) Peterson talks about how he put a player. It was Jeff Wilson, right? Check the wide receiver. That's right. On IR during the COVID year, 2020, they're all COVID years, but uh, when he should have been, I, I don't know, Tommy Pham, what was Pham's case that he should have had to cut him from the roster? And I believe he put a like guy on injured reserve who wasn't actually injured, injured, right? He was like, he was like a day-to-day questionable right. type of situation. He put him on IR to save a spot. And oh I think that's God. what had happened. And then Tommy Pham made, or Jack Peterson said, you're doing the same thing with Jeff Wilson Jr. on your team. Uh, Tommy Pham, and and then eight months later, it all came to a head. I suppose this is unbelievable. <laughs> Sheck, I was hanging with your friend uh, Lindsey Rhodes. Her her kid, and my kid, play for the, on the same uh, baseball team here. And this, like, the more more news was coming down. She's uh, the fantasy expert there. But it, it's insane to me. I don't know. I, and we've had so many fantasy arguments, Sheck, in our league, and it w- surprisingly never led to physicality, if, as far as I can remember. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, close cousins of, you know, fell on fella hitting each other. We we did famously see uh, our pal Randy uh, abuse himself physically by jumping off of a second floor fire escape. Yes, he was kicked out of the um, league and then uh, didn't want to go through the main entrance. So, yeah, went t- out the back and w- where he was surprised to see there was a, like a balcony. So he had to jump off. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, that was... And to be fair, we had our own. So this is Jeff Wilson gate or fam jock gate. 
We had Girly Gate two yes. years ago. Tall John went to war with Kevin Hench and uh, over Gurley. And I can't even remember the specifics of it. But the difference is Jock and Fam had to share a locker room. So those close quarters perhaps was the difference because I, I don't think there's yeah. I, I don't think there's much question to close obver, uh, observers like you and me that that thing would have come to blows mm -hmm. between those guys. Grown men, grown men arguing vicious, the most mean spirited words I've ever seen because Todd Gurley yeah. was part of a trade or wasn't or something like that. I mean, it's, it's one it's of those things where no one much. objected to the trade at the time. And then the trade is made and it seems <laughs> lopsided afterwards. And everyone's like, oh, what the hell? Went? He should get be out of the league, this and that. And the guy who made the trades like, hey, I put Gurley up for grabs and nobody took it. You know, it's it's always the same thing. But uh, this, the slapping in the outfield is real. Martin, you team fam oh, or team jock? Uh, I think I'm team fam here because I feel really? like there has to be more to the story. There has to be. There has to be because here's here's the question I was going to ask Dave just a second ago because you guys are you know you guys are actively in your in your fantasy uh, leagues but yeah you're not in the same place right like you said Fam and Jock had to share locker rooms or at least that they are both work for Major League Baseball so there you go right but I wonder if in your debate between Hench and Tall John had you all had been in the same room would it, the, the de would the debate have been as contentious because now. You're not behind your thumbs. You're not behind the screen. Right. You're actually hmm. saying the real words. Well, I will say there's a banquet at Shakey's every year after the, after the season, and it was uh it was uh, it was kind of tense. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I did kind of think like that was like the, I thought that was like the little Saturday morning truce, a la the wire. Like this is like where we're not going to beef out. Like the season is over. Let's yeah. have. But I was just curious because. I feel like Jock Peterson may have said one or two things to Tommy Pham in text messages that he wouldn't have said in real life. And Tommy Pham's got a long memory. Oh, come what? on. First of all, the reason I lost the trophy is because I was afraid Hench would break it over Tall John's oh, head or it. vice versa. He wouldn't be able to reach. And, yeah. Right. He was gonna, one, one was going to impale the other mm -hmm. with this trophy. Jamie, Tall John's partner. He, you know, he has the snarky remarks too. Yeah, he's he's another one. We 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 shouldn't let him off the hook with this. Um, as we play inside baseball about yeah. fantasy football between baseball. But team fan, anyway, I, I don't know how you guys. Of course, he, I'm team Jock. Team Jock sent him a man. Said he's so precious. Tommy Fam can't look at a at a at a a, 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 a meme. Yeah, that's I, is that yeah, what it was? It was, it was a, a job like a what. Padre getting out. I don't know. He made fun of his team <laughs> or something. It was Tommy stupid. Fam's feelings. So he will Smith them. He fresh prints them because he because he sent them. He said, "Don't tell me that these guys don't care." Well, you can't get them. He's a professional athlete. You can't get in his head. <laughs> Obviously, how many examples have we had over the last few months? of how easy it is to get into the professional athlete's brain. You send him a mean meme and he has to go in and fresh print you over. Martin, Jesus. Of course, yeah. of course he's the one clutching his pearls, not Jock Peterson who actually wears pearls. No, I know you're right. But Martin, I, I thought that immediately. I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be a bigger thing. I hope this stays fun, right? It's going to be a bigger thing. There was some racial component, but I don't think there was like fam kind of put it out there. It's like, no man, like we, we weren't close enough for him to be sending these gifs. And you know, there was real money involved. Involved and and uh, and then Jock shows the actual text chain. So I think what it is is what it, I think we kind of saw no, what it is. I just, I just here's the thing that I sucks was, about it. What's that? I was just saying. I just think that maybe you called him like you know. It's like hey, don't call me a punk ass bitch. Like I was thinking more along those lines. I wasn't thinking of like I was thinking like hey, bro, he's not gonna call me. Yeah, yeah. So 
So he's fined um, three games. Well, he suspended three games, and I worked it out. I think that's 111 That For a guy who makes $6 million a year, that's $111,000. I don't know what the fee is or what the prize is for their fantasy league is, but probably not $111,000. Probably not worth it all said and done. But the thing that bugs me, and this is uh, the Woges of the world, are going to be like, uh-huh, you see, you see? <laughs> uh, is this gambling? I think I think the more the Tommy fans of the world say there's a lot of money involved here, then you're like, shit, this is gambling. This is a different sport, so not directly related. But um, should players be allowed to play fantasy? I, I think it's different from what Calvin Ridley did. Again, if it's football on football, it's a, it's we're getting a little closer. But baseball, football is fine. Just the fact that they're talking big money kind of scares me a little, Sheck. I hear you because people will ascend to Mount Pius over this as they do over almost anything that happens in our society. But of course they should be allowed to buy. Yes, it's gambling, especially I I can't imagine what level they're talking about. These are multimillionaires after all. I just, you know, the idea that there's room to defend fam fresh printing somebody Mm -hmm. because he didn't like a meme. It hurt his feelings. It made him mad. Send them back. Send them back something in reference to the irony of uh, yeah. a, a morbidly obese slob like Jock Peterson <laughs> being named Jock. Right. That hey, Jock, ironic name for somebody as fat as you are. That's the end of the conversation. I don't think there's then a lot now, of irony and uh, and Tommy Pham's life. He was quote. stabbed in a strip club. I don't know. I'm twice. not sure if irony. <laughs> it might escape him a little bit. <laughs> uh, I will say, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lot. You know, you do have football players. I was talking to Lindsey Rhodes to bring her up again. She, you know, she's talking like they had Josh Allen on talking about like he had two Bills receivers on his fantasy team. Like, all right, everyone just shut up. Just, I think you're, you're going to ruin it. I, you're going to ruin it for us. Fantasy <laughs> is gambling. A hundred percent. That was all daily, fa- daily, daily fantasy, especially. Right. But. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course. I, th- I think the difference is, or at least w- you can't bet really the other side. And fan- like if you're going to build a fantasy lineup. You're generally betting that this player is going to do well. This player is going to do well, and like you can't like fade super like. So are you? I'm sure you can, but it's not necessarily like you're not just going to take like if you were if Tommy Fan knew that uh, you know you know Justin Herbert texted him that day and he's like yo I'm not going today. So he's like I'm going to bench him in my like you can't just bet on the other side of the, bet on the other game. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah, least- that football to baseball, there's not that. We, we can't police everything, right? But, but you know, and again, I don't expect this to happen with the Josh Allen, but if he's playing against himself in a fantasy league, you don't think he's going to tank it for sure. But there are people like Check says who are going to bring this up. But like, oh, really? It came out that he was in this million-dollar fantasy league. Uh, like, that's why what did I he did throw for the touchdown though. instead of running for the touchdown? Because it's a six-point, like, it's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, is, this is the rest of our lives we're going to hear about this but, nonsense but, but you were saying uh, what it worked out to be like what a hundred thousand dollars that he was going to miss or something yeah one i i have 111 so I, do I did you quick math because you kind of just threw that out there i mean do you could that not be the payout like it I could mean, be. he makes six million dollars a year at, i mean how much you know how much would you have to at a 10 person league I feel like no, it could be 10 grand 10 people or 15 grand 10 10 player league a 12 player league yeah for sure Oh, Jesus Christ. What are we talking about? Those scales of justice once again. Which guy? Put them on the scales of justice. Which guy do you want in your fantasy league? The one who's slapping people or the one who's sending memes and doing hilarious I'm not sure. deadpan? I want both. Here are the receipts. I want one of Here are the receipts actually. on my phone <laughs> really of what do. I said, and then I did this. 
clearly beclowning Tommy Pham, yeah. and Tommy Pham's actually mad about it. Obviously, if you ain't Team Jock, I don't know what to tell you. You're a weirdo. You're a weirdo. There you go. Don't name call. <laughs> all right, we're all weirdos. Uh, let's give our pick of the day. This you can do legally on Fandle. I'm going Astros. I've been all right with baseball. Uh, Houston's come a long way. Uh, they actually have eight wins in nine games when they're a favorite of like 160 or less. So that's nice. The A's have lost four to five. They're actually worse at home, seven and 18 versus 13 and 13 on the road. So I like the Astros in this uh, spot. Christian Javier, two, four, three ERA. He's on the bump for the first place. Stros. Give me Houston minus 136. Martin, what's your pick of the day? I am going to the Miami Marlins and Rockies game. The Marlins averaged 9.3 strikeouts on the road. And Marquez, the Rocky starting pitcher, his over-under is four and a half strikeouts. You can get over for plus money right now. So I'm going with that. Over four and a half? Over four and a half. Over for total strikeouts. No, over over Marquez, four and a half strikeouts. He's hit uh, five in five of his last six games. I hear you. All right. Good enough. Baseball, baseball. Shaq, you're going hockey. I know you are. Yeah, of course I am. I like regional um, mascot matchups like that, by the way. I like Marlins, which represent South Beach, going against the Rockies of uh, of Colorado. That's neat. Okay. I will uh, pick up on the Denver sports scene, which, by the way, I'm going to have to put together a proper rankings of. I've decided uh, there's enough uniform news these days that I have to do a full It's time to reissue 1 through 23 or 1 through 24 head-to-toe rankings of all the uniforms in sports. Denver may be the worst uniform city in sports Mm. America right now. Anywho, in front of what should be a glorious Campbell Conference, I'll just throw this one out. A lot of offense, some of the most talented players on the planet Earth. Kale McCarr, Connor McJesus, both with an assist. This is stealing money, plus 146. All they have to do is .5 assists over is how it's listed on FanDuel. Track it down, make that bet. Both of them get an assist in, in game one. It pays out plus 146. It's a game. I like that. Wide open series. I agree. Right, we're going to get into more hockey. We're going to take a quick break. And I mean quick. It might be like three seconds. And then we're going to come back and we're going to uh, we're going to break down the Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals in the NHL. Be right back. See, told you it'd be quick. All right, Shaq already gave you a little bit on the Avs and Oilers. Let's first talk about Carolina Rangers. Rangers advance. Spaghetti's on a plane. I don't know. Kind of bothers me, Shaq, that Spaghetti's able to watch or not watch, and he's taking pictures of waterfalls while his team, like, he should have to grit it out and watch his team, although it wasn't sure. much of a game. What, they win 6-2? They, they, they fired it up, and uh, they beat the hell out of Carolina. Meatballs, you claim that you told Dave and Spaghetti that Carolina was not good. Uh, yes, I did say that. I've been saying that all playoffs. They're not a good team. And uh, if the Penguins had Crosby, they might be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Is that true? You son of a bitch. That's exactly right. <laughs> Wait, and why I is knew no it. You know, here's, that? <clears throat> here's how people inoculate themselves is, uh, you know, and I, I'm somebody who does this too. So I know of what I speak. When the Penguins and Rangers by game six, game seven ish kind of window, both Rangers and Penguins fans were telling themselves, it doesn't really matter who wins this because the Canes are better and they'll beat whoever survives this series. Deep down, I knew that if the Penguins win the beat the Rangers with their third string goalie, they're going to go to the conference finals oh. at least. And so I'm sick in my balls about it because that's exactly right. Meatballs. Um, you know, 
Rangers fans should not care. Let me just say this in advance. I do. I'm not talking to you uh, about it, Rangers fans. I'm not trying to dig at you. But the fact is, and anybody with clear eyes will observe that you know they've beaten third string goalies uh, to to get to these finals, mm-hmm. and um, you know Vasilevsky is a, is a significant upgrade in what they're going to face there. But you know, good for the Rangers. Um, hard to avoid the subject. I don't think Jacob Truba's hit specifically. I'll, I'll defer to Mikey Meatballs here. Uh, a couple more objective eyeballs here. I don't think that one was dirty, but again, the coincidence of the same guy headshotting somebody else, <laughs> a higher skill player than he is, out of the game, and then that's swinging that game, and therefore the series is impossible to ignore. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you're supposed to say about it. I don't think that specific hit, like I say, was that damning, but he has basically emerged as the Vontez Perfect. Well, by the way, first of all, you're right to uh, defer to Mikey Meatballs because you had us join this this league where you actually like bracket out the winners going forward in the hockey playoffs and you had some extra points people do it. And Shaq, you are 10th out of 12th. You're in 10th place out of 12. Mr. Hockey. Well, of course, because I, I had the Penguins going, right? Where did I well, no, I had the Leafs. It was the Leafs I that I had you going. Did. You're the in 10th. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you you had one misstep. You probably had several. So be it. Mikey Meatballs is in first with 120 points. Hench, 119. Wow. I have 113. Uh, Megan Connolly, 110. Martin didn't even join and he's ahead of you, Shaq. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> is that even possible? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, anyway, Tampa Bay minus 185. Rangers, the, the take back is plus 155. I will say, first of all, we're halfway through these playoffs, which is weird. You won eight games. You still have to win another eight to win the cup, which is always weird to me at this point. Seems like we're nearing the end, but we're not. Um, the Rangers, though, pretty spunky. That One of four teams to be to have, what, multiple... Um, Multiple elimination games in the first two rounds. They had five. They had five elimination games in the first two rounds. Bad goalie or not, they took care of business. Um, I, I know I know Spaghetti would agree with me. That said, Avs plus 120 to win it all. Lightning plus 210. Edmonton plus 550. And the Rangers, 6-1. to one. Avs are minus 240 for this series against the Oilers. Shaq, do you have a, a pick aside from that? Uh, that, that who wins this game? Well, you know, I, I don't have the numbers that, you know, Marty gave the team coming off of a game seven in the NBA loses game one in the following series. I don't have those numbers for the NHL, but it does present as a pretty big advantage for Tampa Bay that they've been watching for the last week while the Rangers have been battling it out with the Canes. Um, I I would take, you know, I, I will take Tampa in this one, because there isn't a decisive edge in goal for the Rangers, which is which has <clears throat> been their big advantage in the first two series. Um, but on the other hand, I hope you did get the Rangers just sprinkled a little something on them when I told you last week that they were plus 470, which was inexplicable when yeah. they were only six wins away. Now they're four wins away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's plausible that the Rangers get there clearly, though, to me, the, the my, to probably any hockey fan objectively. The juicy series is the one on the other side. Boy, this should be glorious. Yes, yeah. Rangers. Um, Rangers have home ice, which is interesting. Now going now, I'm flipping, going back and forth here. Shaq, you brought me back to the Eastern Conference, but I, I'm I sorry. will say, uh, I you know, and last week it made sense when you said Tampa Bay. They're a little older. They could use the week off. I think they had at least a week off, right? 
Sure. Might go the other way. We've seen this go both ways. Oh, the team had too much time off. No, they needed the rest and everything. They, as a team, have been interviewed and like, no, 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 we're enjoying the rest. Believe me. But if if a lot of it comes down to hot goalies, Vasilevsky, he played that Sunday and then played that Monday. I'm not saying play back to back uh, all the time, but he was. I don't. What do you give up? A goal out of 60 shots between the two games? Um, that might be too much time off for a hot goalie. Is the only thing I'm saying. I'll take Tampa for that series as well. I do think yeah. though that it's a generational thing. And you and I, yeah. Sal, grew up in an era when you would watch goalies straight up steal series. Uh-huh. But now, you know, you do have in this case though the the one and two of this past season or the last, you know, uh, best goalies going who do in fact steal uh, do prevent you know one to five legitimate goal well one to three sure. let's say within a 60 minute span uh with, with exceptional athleticism and they they pull out highway robbery to prevent goals the thing though that is going to be different i assume for the rangers this series is when you're playing backup and third string goalies is it's the softies that swing the the swing games right. in the series Anthony Rantha just pooped the bed in game six and seven. Yep. Louis Domingue pooped the bed at the end of game six with the Penguins in uh, in Pittsburgh. And, you know, those de- determined the, the result of the series. I don't think the Rangers are going to get any softies. And that's why I'll, I'll ultimately choose the Lightning here. It's close. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go Lightning <laughs> in six. And I'm going to go. I don't want to screw up whatever I picked. I'm going to go Avs in five. And I like the Avs tonight. Minus two and a half goals plus 225 against these Oilers. I think they slap them around the first couple of games in Colorado, like a 4-1, 5-1 final there. Shaq, you picking the Avs to win tonight? I'll pick the Avs to win tonight. I don't have a great feel about game one. I think they'll win the series, but I will say to newbies watching, I feel like people are tuning into the NHL to get a look at it, and they've never watched it before. Yes, Nathan McKinnon is dynamite. Yes, Connor McJesus mm-hmm. is the best player in the sport and uh, is proving it right now and in a big spot, Leon Dreisaitl and so on and so forth. But watch Kale McCarr, the defenseman for the Colorado Avalanche. He's the best at the position in the sport right now. One of the most glorious skaters you'll ever there see. You go. He's, uh, just, just a fantastic. I'll watch. throw in one more thing because uh, you know, Fandle, this is a great thing. They never used to have any, nobody used to have these uh, Darcy Kemper over 29 and a half saves this Oilers team. Mm. They just, I mean, you know, the pesky, they just shot after shot after shot. They have six guys with 25 or more shots in the playoffs. Uh, I think it's going to be wide open and jump on this before they start adjusting the save totals for goalies. 29 and a half is, uh, is not a lot considering like the Oilers have had 35 or more in like six of the six of the last seven games, 35 or more shots. Meatballs. Do you agree your expert opinion? I don't think the abs have the gear to just squeeze you. I don't think that they, uh, you know, that they, can just play shutdown hockey because it benefits them over the course of a seven-game series. I think that I, I'm inclined to go with Sal. Oh, these are great offensive stars, big shootout. In this case, I don't know if it's Flames, Oilers level goal totals, but I do think that both teams would be hard pressed to like, you know, to to win games three one with any consistency in this series. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. I don't think they're gonna be able to, you know, if they have a one, two nothing lead. I don't think they're going to be able to tighten down to stop McDavid or dry settle in any sense. Good. That's what's good for hockey. Let's see a lot of goals. <laughs> All right. 
All right, I'm bet I'm definitely betting the abs. Uh, all right, babyface Joel Salmon, what are you saying? Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem fair that Eddie could just. I, I agree. I mean, Eddie had this relaxing vacation. If you follow him on Instagram, just beautiful picture after beautiful picture, and now he's going to get all angry because he couldn't defend his beloved Rangers. He's gonna. He's just going to be very upset. The, remind me. Don't people understand? Yeah. You don't defend when you win. Celtics fans, you do not need to take the social media to justify your victory. No, tell them they victory. do. Tell them they do. Let, let, it, let, let everybody else. Let everybody else argue that you should. You should take the posture like a lion doesn't concern himself with the words of sheep belly aching after the fact. We're we won. Cry more. That's a good spot to do this. I don't understand the like defending your victory, babyface. I don't care what you, you think. You know what? My team won. And, uh, Martin, I, I know you want to talk here, but we've had enough of your hockey thoughts. Enough. Please shut up already. Uh, I, I do want your opinion on this. And actually, we should talk about it. But put write this down, baby face, because I want to talk about this Thursday uh, for when when he's back. Spaghetti posted this like a slide. Oh, it's nice. In, Instagram, you're on vacation. He's just about having sex with his, his lady in uh, slide five. Go check this out. Check slide five. <laughs> probably a post from a couple days ago. Um I don't know. You know what? We'll save it. We'll save this talk. But I just think it's a disgrace. Yes, I do too. To be out in Hawaii oh. in the sea and doing whatever you're doing while your team's playing the biggest game it's played in 10 right. or 12. I would never do that. <laughs> I know we got to run, but I wanted to bring one thing up before we go, go because you guys talked about sharing on social media and the lion doesn't you know, concern himself with the opinion of sheep. And it was an opinion, uh, you know, similarly to chair by John Hamm on a former episode of Extra yeah. Points. It's kind of like he wasn't on Twitter. But in the last couple of months, we've seen Dick Butkus get on Twitter. And just this morning, Derek, Derek Jeter, Jeter joined Twitter. So I'm curious to know and ruminate, think on it, guys, because you guys are like, I, I didn't obviously. Twitter was a uh, it came with when I was in college. So I mm -hmm. kind of was grew Me up too. with it, but not so much. <laughs> but it did, like, you know, you guys definitely got on it as adults. What athletes that you remember are like, would you be surprised or would you do need to have or definitely don't need to have a Twitter account in 2020, whatever? Don't year need two, to have. Three. Go ahead, check. You go first. Almost all shouldn't of them. have Twitter. Yeah. Well, right you can, I mean, I mean, you could have like some guys could and some guys like if Kurt Schilling just was on Twitter right now and you didn't know anything about him, you just opened yeah. a Twitter account right now. You would be like, damn, that's not the same guy I thought from Bloody Sock. Uh, well, mine's easy. Mine's Lenny Dykstra. I mean, I loved him on that 86 team. I've gone to you know dinner with him a couple times and, uh, you know, I don't need to hear his uh, QAnon-esque thoughts or how many months in a row it's been since he's been arrested. So uh, love you, Lenny, but shut up. I do love the post from Bobby Orr <laughs> and Tom Brady and all their who they're with. Like yeah. Boston, <laughs> New Englanders lean in a certain direction. It must be a little upsetting to them. See their heroes so leaning in the opposite yeah. direction. Uh, I, I, I'll go the other way. I would love to see a guy like Terry Bradshaw Ugh. in his early portion of his career on Twitter. How funny. Cause he was a head case. He did not like mm -hmm. what, what the locals were saying and booing mm -hmm. and everything else. I would just love to hear his daily or weekly kind of reaction to all that sort of that's thing. That's a good question, I, that He didn't like the I head like coach. That, that would be a I bet uh, one yeah. of the Detroit heroes, Ty Cobb, would have um, some interesting things to say. Oh, yeah. Ty Cobb's <laughs> tweets would be, I'm sure they'd be great. <laughs> all right. The babe posting pictures at 3.30 a.m. with who he's with. That would be great. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, you know what? Can you can you put this up for a sec? Now, you know what? We're saving this shit. Babyface just sent me a picture 
of spaghetti. We are saving this for Thursday for sure. Please, um, the, <laughs> I can't believe it's really something else. But anyway, uh, we're going to waste it here. Uh, there you go. All right. That's it, right? We did a nice hour there. It was fun. Basketball, hockey, that fantasy nonsense. And uh, that'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. You got these guys, minus three, Sheck. Coming on, you got a, a episode post today, right? Yes, it's the second part of our conversation from uh, several days back with Matt Money Smith, uh, voice of the Chargers, uh-huh. and handsome Hank Hodgson, who is moving over to the UK and uh, spearheading all these uh, pro football games being played abroad. And we dig we dig into that and what it means. It's actually interesting right. stuff if you're a pro football Martin fan. and Mark Gunnels are going to wait. Oh, they're doing their podcast Thursday. They got to wait. They don't want to get it wrong. We got the series, got a few days to ruminate about uh, game one and the series in general. So Thursday, there's going to be an hour during the day on Thursday where you're not going to be able to get time updates from Gunnels because he's going to be recording a podcast. Or maybe he could do both. I don't know. But anyway, that's going to be fun, Mark. Yeah, it, I mean, it should be fun. Hopefully, like like Dave said, if you're actually a fan of the NBA, it should be a good listen. Just like Dave said, minus three would actually be a good listen for fans. I actually <laughs> myself. Oh, you did. I actually, actually think so. You myself. hate that, Jack. I actually <laughs> did. So I actually think uh, tune in. All right. Lemon pepper on Thursday. This I week. actually think you should, too. And I just want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. Actually. 